Hey friends, welcome to Real Stories of Life with God, a podcast with a pretty explanatory title, because that's what we're here for, a conversation with real people about their unique life with God. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. Stanley, tell us a little bit about you. Well, um, I am old Appling. (laughs) I've been here for, uh, well, I'm 72, so... I'm from the area. I went to school in Harlem. I uh, went to Augusta College, Medical College of Georgia. Met my wife at Augusta College, and we have three boys, and that's the short of it. Mm. So I am. My occupation was uh, dentistry, and my vocation has intensified, and it won't end till I'm horizontal for the church. Mm-hmm. So that's. I was going to ask what your day-to-day usually looks like. Do you have a rhythm at all? Yeah, I do. Uh, right, We're sitting in the beginning of my day, yeah. it, which is, um, I think it's in Matthew or Shirley's in Luke is regarding to prayer. Is your place, your private place. Go to your closet. Mm-hmm. And so this is not a closet. Actually, this it. is a sunroom. <laughs> but it focuses, focuses me uh, so well on time with the Lord, so. This is where I start, and a lot of times it extends for a long time. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm learning a lot about past couple of years. Learning a lot about the practice of silence and solitude. Oh, nothing, you know, which is very hard for my personality. But it takes me about 25 to 30 minutes to even get there yeah. to the place where I can listen. And I'm like, isn't that amazing? It takes me half an hour to sift through all the things that I'm tempted to be doing. Or wondering about before I can actually open myself up enough yes, to listen to the Lord. Like yes. it's quite fast. But if I don't give myself the time, then after fifteen minutes, I'm like, "Well, I'm, I'm I can't do it." I'm like, "Yeah, but you stop too soon." At least you're mindful of it. When I was that age, I don't think I was mindful of it. Um, men are more doers, and I think we always start at the back half of the chapter of any <laughs> epistle, and we want to get after mm-hmm. where God mm-hmm. wants us to. Listening and understand mm. why we do. And we're more, I guess the expression is we need to be more human beings mm. than doers. <laughs> right. Okay, so two of the verses that inspired a few of these questions was in Matthew 22. Jesus is asked which commandment in the law is the greatest. And he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. My first question for you is what currently stirs your love for God? Well, that that is, of course, the vertical and the horizontal of life. And mm. what stirs me more than anything else is this time. There's mm. nothing like this time. Um, there's, there's a lot happens in this room, a lot of praying in this room. But just falling in love with the Lord over mm. again. It's an over and over and over <laughs> again thing. And, uh, you know, I just remember time when my wife and I were dating you remember this with John, I'm sure. I mean, I was y'all just been talking on the phone. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what's going on in here. Mm-hmm. It's just time I have now that I did not have, did really didn't have, mm-hmm. in the time of 30s, 40s, and making a living and chasing children and mm-hmm. going through routine. And so what stirs me is time in the Word. There's nothing like time in the Word. Mm-hmm. Nothing can trumpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I can stay in here for extended period of time. <laughs> and uh, it's an amazing blessing that comes, I think, with age. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. I wonder, too, if there's a, um, and I, maybe I'm 
asking this because I'm trying to <clears throat> find this or cultivate this in my season of life, even though it's vastly different, but um, kind of thinking about that, getting in a habit of repeatedly or routinely letting go of all the things that I kind of tend to identify with mom, building, working, occupation, trying to accomplish things and say, but there might be some things that God can do when I'm not directly involved, when I'm praying for something in the quiet, in the private, that's not me out in the public. Does that make sense? Kind of having almost valuing or prioritizing the private and letting the public be whatever it's going to be. But it's easy you talked about that younger season of life, which is, it's so full and you find God in the pockets and you find, you know, you build in that time to have with him. So it's totally a different, a different season as it should be. But maybe I'm like longing for that, even where I am right now. I'm like, how can I find a little bit of that (laughs) now? And I think depending on your personality, you know, I'm wired to be a super helper, fixer, active, present person in people's lives, which I think is totally a gift. Yeah. Well, but if I always have to be that and I can never not be a, I can never be away. I miss out on maybe how God might provide for them. That's mm. not with me, but mm. just with me interceding for them and asking the Holy Spirit to do something yes. that I might could do a fraction of in person or doing ministry or public work or something mm. that the prayer God can do way more. Even that's good work. God can do way more in someone's heart just by me, even in just interceding for them in prayer. Yes. You, then, you know, then the activity or the, Worker, anyway. Yeah, the great, the greatest as well. I think of it. The greatest gift. I'm sure it's not mine, and I've tweaked it to make it <laughs> mine. But the greatest gift I can give my wife and family, church body, mm. people that I work with, people that I will come across today. The greatest gift I can give them is the same gift I give to God, mm. and that is my surrendered life to the mm-hmm. Lord. And I stay here until I have confidence and courage and contentment in my relationship with the Lord. For out of that, that's the wellspring of life. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, I will get somewhere in our herded agenda. And as Calvin Miller says, I'll stop over, I'll step over all those Jesus used to stop for. Mm -hmm. I won't see them. Mm -hmm. I won't see them. And it's really a, as I think about that, I can really get emotional. Yeah, you can hurry through life, but God, listen, God is not in a hurry. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I like to say this: you can't have a fast relationship <laughs> with God, right. <laughs> and you really can't have a fast relationship with anyone. Right. And so, your time of prayer is the hardest work. Mm-hmm. It seems on the surface, since we're such doers and goers that I need to get after it. But the real heart of God is in the communication with him one-on-one and letting him do a transforming work in your life and the prayer life of pulling down strongholds in the lives mm-hmm. of others. This is where it happens. Mm-hmm. This is the work. Haddon Robinson said, prayer is the work, ministry is the prize. This is the work. <laughs> this is the work yeah. where we're in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in it. As long as you stay in here, the better it is, yes. I guess you say out there. Yeah. So. I had an author I really like. She phrases it as bringing people into the presence of God mm-hmm. and holding them there. Mm. It's just like a really beautiful picture to me. Like I may not always have the right words or the right mm. things to say. I may not even know what's happening. Yes. 
But if something, if I know something's going on with someone, the idea of I'm going to sit in the quiet and bring them with yes. me into the presence of God yes. and let him do whatever he's going to yes. do that I may never good. see. It's that's just like it. a really neat, sweet thing to be a part of a that he allows us to be a part of. That's a wonderful blessing. That I don't want to miss out on. You know, you get to the end of your life and you're like, I never participated or partnered with God in anything. Like, oh my gosh, that'd be you so depressing. You will never, yeah, you, you will know? never get to the end of your life. Never, if you had your dying breath, you would never get to the end of your life and say, gosh, I just wish I'd have gone to the mall one more time. <laughs> right. You, you, will, you will cry over the fact of, I wish I had. And it's always connecting with God mm-hmm. is the thing. All believers will say the same thing. Yeah. I wish I'd spent more time, yes. more quiet time. Realize the real life is his life within me as I spent time. Anyway. Yes. Oh, it's good. So good. There you go. Is there anything that currently stifles your love for God? Anytime I get too scheduled, um, Susan and I are opposites. <laughs> and I've learned over the years by trial and error and a lot of hardship that I say yes to many, th- too many things because I, quote, can do them, but not really called to do them. And so I defer to Susan and I say, Susan, simply like a third grader. Can, can I do this? Can I go? And she will say no hmm. or yes. And I've learned to trust her heart because we are one. Hmm. And uh, I know I'm incomplete if I don't communicate with her first. I'll over yes myself. So what stifles? Yes, over commitment. Hmm. And it's horrible. It's lifeless. It's a hard lesson to learn, but it's the greatest lesson to finally get a hold of it. You know what? Busyness is always barrenness. It chokes the life of Christ mm-hmm. out of me mm-hmm. when I get too busy. We're, 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 anyway, oh, you great. get that. I do. So you're going to have to fight against that all of your life. Yes. And I'm thinking too, the, uh, re, let's see, like surrendering or relinquishing what I get out of being productive and busy that's not from the Lord, you know, like how other people see me or how I see myself. I'm like, but you know where you're deriving your life from when you do that? You're feeling more confident yes. and comfortable and happy mm-hmm. or satisfied with what mm-hmm. you are doing, yeah. not what God is doing in you or with you or just being God. Mm-hmm. You know, adore, just adoring the Lord. <laughs> like I can spend the rest of my life just doing that or just, yes. just simply like simplifying my life. But everything in, in the world or culture or everything says, do more, be more, do better. It's, it's the cheap life. It's the plastic mm-hmm. life. And it's, um, it, it's stealing the life mm-hmm. as a believer. It's probably the greatest. You know, Oswald Chambers says the, the greatest competitor of devotion to Jesus is service for him. The one aim of God, the call of God, is the satisfaction of God, not a call mm-hmm. to do something for him. Oh, that's <laughs> yes. it. That's kind of what I, he said it a whole lot more succinctly than, but that's it. It's, mm-hmm. it's communion. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the oneness. You get to know what's on God's mind. Now, Moses knew what God was thinking. The children mm-hmm. of Israel got to view the acts. But but he heard the voice of God. It's that kind of thing. You get on your mind what's on his. You get a you get a view from his point, not from this worldly view. And some sometimes I can be in this room, Chelsea. Sometimes in here four o'clock in the morning, 
because I'm an early riser, I always have been. And I just know that giving God the best time of our day is paramount. Yours may be 10 o'clock at night. Right. <laughs> well, I'm the sharpest in the morning. And so sometimes I can be in here because I don't have a time schedule. And I'm out here, it's 1030. Mm. I've been in here for many hours. <laughs> But it seems like just a, it's like being with your best friend. Yes. It's like being with John when y'all were dating. The time went by and said, oh, no, <laughs> we've been talking for three hours. Yes. It didn't seem like it. <laughs> no. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same thing. Yeah. It's a yeah. relationship. And you're a, you're a relationship queen anyway. So. I highly <laughs> you am. You get it. I get it. <laughs> I do. I, I do. <laughs> okay. Fill in the blank. Fill in the blank. The truth that God is blank. Yeah, I love this. I means love a lot this. to yeah. you because blank. Okay, this is one I've been, uh, I call it a beef jerky line, <laughs> is this. Um, read the sentence again. The truth that the, God the, is the blank. The truth that God is sovereign. Means a lot to you because. Because God is good. Now you can mm. turn it around. Let's <laughs> do it again. The belief that God is good. Good. What's the rest of it? means a lot to you because God is sovereign. sovereign. So I just I just keep chewing on that. It's mm-hmm. been going on in me for a month though, <laughs> or more now. That if I believe in the goodness of God, okay, this is the way I would look at it. If you took a, a mirror, a cheap mirror, this would be a good exercise, <laughs> uh, like from whatever, Walmart, and you wrote all the things that are on your page of anxiety and worry, and to do, and I got to get this done, and the compelling things that happen, if you wrote it with a magic marker, okay, and you hold it, all right? Well, what happens is we get so focused on these things. They may be very life-threatening things, okay? But we fail to see God who's on the other side of the mirror. They're in front of us, okay? But if I'm not the center of that out, and it would be a good exercise, (laughs) just take a little hammer and knock it out. So, you can, if you believe in the sovereignty of a good God, your prayer life transcends all those things in front of you. Mm-hmm. Are you getting it? Mm-hmm. You're going to chew on that for a while because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still chewing on it. Yeah. So if I believe in the goodness of a sovereign God, all these things that are in front of me that I often focus on them, we've been talking about some, but I, if I believe on the other side of that is a good sovereign God, he wants, he wants what's good for us, his glory. If I believe in that, these things that are clouding that view, somehow or another, I get to transcend, go through, go over those, and see the goodness of a sovereign God. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, it's a great place to be. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of anxiety and worry and all that out of your life. It removes it because I believe God's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get it? Yes, and well, something, too, about the mirror is... Not only am I looking at those things, but I'm also seeing a reflection of only myself. That's all you get. That's all you see. I'm just looking at me. That's what you're doing. <laughs> and looking That's at me that. or thinking about myself will no, do nothing for me. <laughs> and you have no ability to solve what's right. right there. So you don't have any. You ought to try that sometimes. It's kind of fun. Yeah, therapeutic, I imagine. Well, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs> a good visual I'm exercise. I'm going to it up. Yeah. You just fill up that mirror and you can kind of see yourself, but you... Mm-hmm. Then what I would do, I have a picture of Jesus over here, and I'd set it up on the other side. I can't see him at all. All I can see is myself. Mm-hmm. It, it really brings me back to trusting the person and not the stuff. You know, they say giver, not the gifts, but, like, 
I've been learning a lot and being challenged a lot by him lately about, do I love him for himself? Do I trust him for himself and not how he makes me feel and not what my life looks like and not what he gives or doesn't give me? Is it just because he's God that I'm committed and devoted or is it because of how I feel? I feel strong and happy and joyful and peaceful as a Christian or do I feel confronted or challenged or grieving? Yeah. Anyway. If we didn't even know how to give good gifts to our children, how, how much more? Does the Heavenly Father want, I'm going to SRV it a little bit, <laughs> it, it, it want to give us the greatest gift of all? And that's the abiding presence of His Holy mm-hmm. Spirit in our lives. That, you know what? Well, I got this. Yes. I got this. You just hang out with me. Yes. I got this. It's like when you hung out with your dad. Yeah. You, you never walked around in anxiety and you're just confident. Yeah. He's, going, he's got this. And that's, that's it. And there's something about you Stay long yeah. enough till you know that. Yes. You know? Yes. Deep. Abiding knowledge. And then there's something, too, about whatever's given or taken away from me, he never can be. Hmm. Right? Like the thing, no matter what I go through, what I lose. Hmm. And in my mind, my daughter, my husband would be like number one for me if something, if I lost them. But I would wake up the next day and still have stuff to do and still have a God to talk Hmm. to and still have Hmm. a. A God who's leading me and with me and providing for me, like that would not change. And something about that gives me the freedom to open my hands a lot and say, you know, like hold things a lot more loosely and say, I don't want that to happen. But honestly, I would be okay. You would be. I would be okay. Please please get that down that you would be. Right. I would be okay. Yeah, you would be. You've gotten that truth on at an early age. At least you're aware of it. Yes, you would be. You'd never use terminal talk. Like, like this is the worst thing. Don't ever right. say anything along those lines that's not found in the Word. Don't ever use that. Mm. God's not bringing up the past in our lives. He's always speaking toward our future, who we are in Him. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's big. It's big. Yeah, that's a great truth. The last question is, what is something you are looking forward to? Oh, my. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to, um, I'm going to go to the end and I'll back up. Okay. I'm really looking forward to, as my old buddy would say, as he uh, was near death, he said, I'm really, I'm really excited about what's next. Mm. <laughs> Jesse, I've seen enough. I'm 72. Um, there's nothing here that will satisfy my heart relationships is it. I mean, who would not want to leave their spouse of 49 years or grandchildren? But there's nothing else that can fulfill that in our hearts and our lives that we cry for and crave. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to that. It's fix- As another buddy said recently, my cousin, he said it's fixing <laughs> to get exciting. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited about mm-hmm. that. Now, back in way up to the present, Oh, gosh, I'm looking forward to any kind of... I'm looking forward to today. <laughs> I've kind of trained myself over the years to look at life as a one-day mission trip. Mm-hmm. On mission trips, you do you do a lot of prayer and prep, preparation, and that, that leaves you with anticipation. Mm-hmm. You do a lot words, of listening, if, too. A lot of openness, whatever's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to any interactions today. I'm looking forward to what... what kind of like taking... Like your daughter's taking John by the finger and say, okay, daddy, what are we going to do today? <laughs> kind of have that mentality a little bit. Yeah. So I, I have a, a mission coming up this weekend, a, a short mm-hmm. three-day three mission. We have a missionary couple spending the night here next week. 
That's all that. It's great. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to worship. I enjoy worship more right now than I ever have in my life. And there's mm-hmm. more freedom in my life to enjoy it than ever in my life. And it's like, yes, I love this. I love mm-hmm. uh, I love leading a class. I love discipleship. I'm excited about all that. Anytime <laughs> I sit down with your husband in this room, yes, I look forward That's to good. it. Yeah. yeah. It's that. the real things. It's eternal. That's yeah. everlasting deep. Amazing. You can't touch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, this is where it begins. It, it begins in here. Right. You, you can't, you, the, you know, the grace you had yesterday was yesterday's mm-hmm. grace. God's got new grace for you today. And so I have to stay with him long enough to know in my heart. It may take you two hours, it may take me four hours, mm-hmm. it may take whatever. But I stay long enough to my heart is full and satisfied and content and confident in him. Then there is a lot of anticipation in the day. Mm-hmm. And I see him where I would never see him. Mm-hmm. You just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's you good. see that you see a tattoo on a on a man's neck that you never would notice. Yeah, you see what's happening you. as you wait in mm-hmm. line. God, and you're listening. Yeah. yeah, you're listening, yes. yeah. Yeah, you you see the the lady that's in a hurry and hanging on to a child. You see those things. And God enables you to intersect. Mm. You become, represent Jesus to, mm-hmm. to the lost world. And so anyway, I'm yeah. seeing some things in my life now that I didn't see because of the hurried pace mm-hmm. that you guys face all the time. But it's pretty sweet. Yeah. It's real sweet. Anyway, it it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Uh, Thank yep. you. Yeah, Thanks for welcome. talking Listening friends, it means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you so much. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith cheered, refreshed, or strengthened. Until next time.